السلام علیکم ورحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ ہاؤ یو آل ڈوئنگ گڈ الحمد للہ اوکے ریڈی فار یور لیسن اوپن اپ یور بکس پلیز لیسن نمبر الیون انشاء اللہ ول ڈو دا ورڈ ٹو ٹرانسلیشن فرسٹ اینڈ دین دا تفسیر نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي اللهم اهدي قلبي وسدد لساني وصلل سخيمة قلبي verse number 60 وإذ استسقى موسى لقومه فقلنا اضرب بعصاك الحجر فانفجرت منه اثنتا عشرة اثنتا عشرة عينا قد علم كل اناس مشربهم كلوا واشربوا من رزق الله ولا تعثوا في الأرض مفسدين وإذ قلتم يا موسى لن نصبر على طعام واحد فادعوا لنا ربك يخرج لنا مما تنبت الأرض من بقلها وقثائها وفومها وعدسها وبصلها قال أتستبدلون الذي هو أدنى بالذي هو خير اهبطوا مصرا فإن لكم ما سألتم وضربت عليهم الذلة والمسكنة وباءوا بغضب من الله ذلك بأنهم كانوا يكفرون بآيات الله ويقتلون النبيين بغير الحق ذلك بما عصوا وكانوا يعتدون إن الذين آمنوا والذين هادوا والنصارى والصابئين من 
آمن بالله واليوم الآخر وعمل صالحا فلهم أجرهم عند ربهم ولا خوف عليهم ولا هم يحزنون We will listen to the recitation of these verses so please listen nicely quietly وإذ استسقى موسى لقومه فقلنا اضرب بعصاك الحجر فانفجرت منه اثنتا عشرة عينا قد علم كل أناس مشربهم كلوا واشربوا من رزق الله ولا تعثوا في الأرض مفسدين وَإِذْ قُلْتُمْ يَا مُوسَى لَنْ نَصْبِرَ عَلَى طَعَامٍ وَاحِدٍ فَادْعُ لَنَا رَبَّكَ فَادْعُ لَنَا رَبَّكَ يُخْرِجْ لَنَا مِمَّا تُنْبِتُ الْأَرْضُ مِنْ بَقْلِهَا وَقِثَّائِهَا وَفُومِهَا وَعَدَسِهَا وَبَصَلِهَا قال أتستبدلون الذي هو أدنى بالذي هو خير اهبطوا مصرا فإن لكم ما سألتم وضربت عليهم الذلة والمسكنة وباءوا بغضب من الله ذلك بأنهم كانوا يكفرون بآيات الله ويقتلون النبيين بغير الحق ذلك بما عصوا وكانوا يعتدون إن الذين آمنوا والذين هادوا والنصارى والصابئين من آمن بالله واليوم الآخر وعمل صالحا فلهم أجرهم فلهم أجرهم عند ربهم ولا خوف عليهم ولا هم يحزنون أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم verse number 60 وإذ استسقى وإذ and recall mention when استسقى he asked for water he prayed for water he sought water who Musa Prophet Musa عليه السلام and who did he ask water for لقومه for his people now here in this verse Again, we see another blessing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestowed on who? The Bani Israel. In the previous verses we learned, Ya Bani Israel, udhkuru. O Bani Israel, remember the favors that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has bestowed upon you. And then we saw some main main highlights. And amongst them is this also. The incident where Musa alayhi salam prayed to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give Bani Israel water. Why? Because remember the Bani Israel, when they left Egypt, they crossed the sea, and then they ended up in which area? Sinai, very good. The Sinai Peninsula. And remember, they were supposed to travel through it, basically cross it all the way to 
Jerusalem. That's where they were headed. Now, while they were in Sinai, you can imagine so many of the Israelites, they didn't exactly have any resources. And generally, people are in need of, you know, basic needs are what? Shelter, food, and water. Clean water. So shelter, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them in the form of? In the form of? Clouds that shaded them. Remember? وَظَلَّلْنَا عَلَيْكُمُ الْغَمَامِ Alright, so shelter they had. What about food? What food did they have? Man and salwa. And then water also they needed. So what happened? Musa alayhi salam made dua to Allah. He asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give water to the Bani Israel. And the word istasqa is what tells us that. Istasqa is from the root letters, seen qafia. And suqya is basically to water a place. Like for example, to irrigate a land. Siqaya, a cup of water or a person who brings water. So, istasqa, he asked for water. Now from the same word is actually istisqa. Have you heard of salatul istisqa? Yeah, you may have heard of it. Alhamdulillah, living in Canada, so far alhamdulillah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala preserve His blessings upon us, but we don't really have to do this. Salatul istisqa is basically special prayer that is performed in order to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for water. So when there is drought, when there is a drought, when there has been no rain, right? Here, alhamdulillah, our lake is flooding. But generally, in many parts of the world, what is the reality? That people don't have access to water, right? So salatul istisqa is the prayer for rain or the prayer for water. So Musa alayhi salam istisqa, he prayed to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to send water on who? For who? لِقَوْمِهِ For his people. Who are the people of Musa alayhi salam? The Bani Israel. So what happened? فَقُلْنَا So we said, meaning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded Musa alayhi salam to do something. قُلْنَا What's the root of the word? قُلْنَا قَافْ وَاولَام It's from the word قَوْل قَوْل to speak or word. And قُلْنَا We said. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to Musa alayhi salam, idrib, idrib, strike. Remember, inna Allah la yastahyi an yadriba mathalan. Yadriba. Remember the word yadriba? Same root, badraba. Darb literally is to hit. Alright, to hit. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded Musa alayhi salam that idrib, you strike bi'asaka. Be with asa staff ka yours. So be asaka with your staff, with your stick. Now the word asa is from ain sad ya, and the word asa is asa is basically a stick or a staff that is used by a shepherd. It's used by who? A shepherd. So it's strong. It's thick. And it's multi-purpose. Alright? Musa alayhi salam, he had a staff. Remember? And with the staff, Musa alayhi salam performed many miracles. Can you tell me some miracles that he performed with the staff? Exactly. So when he threw it in front of Fir'aun, what happened to the staff? It turned into a snake. Alright? Yes? When he threw it into the sea, what happened? The sea parted. Now here again, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling him, use your staff, hit with your staff, 
Al-Hajar, the stone, the rock. Hajar, Hajimra is a rock. So hit the stone with your staff. Do something to get water. So what happened? Musa salam he did as he was told, Fan Fajarat. So it gushed forth. Minhu from it. From what? From that rock there gushed forth Ifnata Ashrata twelve Aina springs. Twelve springs gushed forth from that rock. Why? Because Musa salam struck it with his staff. Now you see the word over here, fan fajarat. Fajimra is the root. Fajr. What does fajr mean? Fajr. Okay, prayer. The prayer of fajr. Fajr is a time. Alright? And it's basically pre-dawn. Why is fajr called fajr? Literally the word fajr is when something splits or breaks. And what happens to the night sky before the sun rises is that it Splits with what? With light. First the light comes in, literally splitting through the darkness. And then what happens? Gradually, after some time, you see the sun. After a long time actually, you see the sun finally emerging. So, fan fajarat, so it gushed forth, it came out from the rock, 12 springs. Now look at the number, ithnata ashra. Ithnata, 2, and ashra is 10. So 2 and 10. Twelve. Twelve springs. And the word Ain, Ain ya noon, spring, and the word Ain is also used for something else. Eyes. Do you think there's any similarity between a spring and an eye? What's common between them? Water? How? Exactly. Water comes out of both. So from a spring also, water trickles out, and sometimes water trickles from our eyes also, when we cry. So, Ithnata ashrata aina, twelve springs from that rock. Now this was a miracle that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestowed on Prophet Musa alayhi salam. Because generally it doesn't happen that you hit a rock with a stick and then springs will gush forth from it. It doesn't happen. This was what? A miracle. And it's not that there was something in that staff. So if we find a staff like that, we can also do similar things. No. It's because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded him to do this. Just as he commanded him to, to throw the stick into the water and the water would split. So here, he commanded him to strike the rock and the rock had 12 springs. Now, if you think about it, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could have sent down rain from the sky. Like once the Prophet wasallam was giving a khutbah and a man came and he stood up and he said that, he started complaining that our animals have died and we have no water. So, O Prophet ﷺ, please make dua to Allah that we should have water. And this hadith is in Bukhari. So the Prophet ﷺ, right there and then, he made dua to Allah so that people are given water. And Anas anhu, who's reporting this hadith, he said that when we were inside, the sky was completely clear. I mean, nothing in the sky. But by the time they left, after the khutbah, after the salah, there was heavy rain. And that rain continued for an entire week, non-stop, day after day after day. So what happened the following week when the Prophet ﷺ was giving the khutbah again, the man, he comes, 
and he starts complaining again and he says there's too much rain and our streets are flooded and you know everything's wet so please make dua to Allah that this rain should stop so the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam made dua that allahumma hawalaina wala can somebody complete this dua wala alaina allahumma hawalaina wala alaina what that means is that oh allah please send the rain around us and not directly on us. Because rain is a blessing. It's Allah's mercy. So we can never have enough of Allah's mercy. So we should never say, Oh Allah, we don't want any more rain. No, we should not say that. We should say, Oh Allah, send this somewhere else. Allahumma hawalayna wala alayna. Repeat after me. Allahumma hawalayna wala alayna. And this dua I think is very relevant to us these days. Anyway, so if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted, He could have sent rain on the Bani Israel right there and then in the desert. Isn't it? But if you think about it, rain water, while people may use it, they may drink it, even they may collect it and drink it, it goes away quickly. Doesn't it? Because it's absorbed by the ground. But here, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them a water source, a spring. Why? Because it's a continuous source of water. So this is a great blessing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestowed on the Bani Israel. Now if you think about it, it could have been one spring. But twelve springs. Twelve. Why twelve? Does anybody have any idea? Like why not seven or five or thirty? Why twelve? Remember that Yaqub had how many sons? Twelve. And so their children, they were known as who? The twelve tribes of the Bani Israel. So there were twelve tribes of Bani Israel. So each tribe had their own spring. Exactly, so that they wouldn't fight. So Allah says, قَدْ عَلِمَ كُلُّ أُنَاسٍ قَدْ عَلِمَ He knew. Now the word قَدْ Qad means in fact or indeed. And it's basically used to add energy to the verb that is coming after it. Alright, so you see, alima is a verb, he knew. So qad alima, meaning he knew very well. They were fully aware. Qad alima, who knew? Kullu unasin. All people. Meaning every group of people, every one of those 12 tribes knew well, mashrabahum, their mashrab, their drinking place. Mashrab is from the root letters, shinraba. Sharab is, what is a sharab? A drink. In Urdu, sharab is used for something else. Not that. If you're Pakistani or Indian, don't think of that kind of sharab. This is Arabic sharab, which is generic for drink. Anything that you drink. So, mashrab. What is a mashrab? Mashrab is a place of sharab, meaning a place of drinking. Every tribe of the Bani Israel knew which spring was theirs. قَدْ عَلِمَ كُلُّ أُنَاسٍ مَشْرَبَهُمْ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to them, Kulu, all of you eat from akala, hamza kaflam, washrabu, and all of you drink, shin raba. Eat and drink, mirrizqillahi, from the provision of Allah. Eat and drink the food that Allah 
has blessed you with. Use it. Enjoy it. But there is one thing that you should be careful about. وَلَا تَعْثَوْ And do not wreak havoc فِي الْأَرْضِ In the land As who? As mufsideen As people who cause corruption. Now this word لَا تَعْثَوْ is from the root letters عِنْ سَيَا And عِثِي is to act corruptly or to do mischief, to cause trouble. But very quickly. To mess things up. How? Very quickly. And to the utmost degree. Did you ever watch or read Curious George? Yeah? So what is Curious George famous for? Okay, he's curious and his curiosity generally would lead him to what? Exactly. Causing a lot of havoc. Like for example, he ends up in a place where there is painting being done and the people who are painting are not there. So he decides to, you know, try out all the different paints and the whole house is turned into a big canvas. So in a few minutes, in a few minutes, what happens? He causes a lot of mischief. This is rithi. Very quickly and to the utmost degree. This is irthi. So, la ta'athaw fil ardi, the place that you're living in, the place that you're using, live there, eat and drink, enjoy this world, but do not cause disaster in the land, because if you do that, you would be who? Mufsideen. Mufsideen is a plural of mufsid, one who causes fasad, one who creates mischief. So don't do that. Now, what do we see here? Firstly, the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed them with Twelve springs. Why? So that there's organization and there's no animosity, there's no bad feelings, there's no fighting. Now what happens is that if you have to share something with one or two people, it's easy to do that. You can wait for your turn. But then if you are sharing something with hundreds of people, one thing with hundreds of people, and there's only one station, what's going to happen? you're probably never going to get a turn. And then, if you're never going to get a turn, are you going to be happy? No. Are you going to end up fighting with people? Perhaps. So, to a certain degree, you expect people to share. But then, when there's too many people, and the resources are limited, what needs to be done is that you have to divide the resources. And this is something that we learn from the story. A very, very important lesson. We think that, you know, we should just expect people to share everything and be generous. But the thing is that every person needs their own space. Every person needs their own space. And sometimes what happens is that in the name of piety, in the name of righteousness, we expect people to give up their rights. And we expect them to just share everything with everybody and have no set boundaries and have no privacy, no space. Don't put the label of righteousness on this. This may be cultural. It may be cultural that you expect that people should all live together and share everything. It may be cultural. But don't think that this is something that is part of our religion. Not necessarily. Because here we see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decreed that there should be 12 separate springs for the tribes of Bani Israel. Then we also see over here that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells the Bani Israel that each group of people knew their spring. So there was clear division of resources 
And then there was clarity also. What is for who? Because when you know what is for you, then you use that. And you leave what is not yours, what you have no right over. So Bani Israel knew where to get water from. I have a question for you. Do you know where you have to go if you need something in this class? What your mashrab is? Whether it's online or your group in charge? Are you familiar with who your group in charge is? Are you familiar with where exactly you're supposed to do your quizzes online and submit your homework and all of that? So what we learn from this ayah is that we should know where to go for what so that we can get our work done. Otherwise we'll be in confusion. Then we see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells them, Kulu وَشْرَبُوا مِنْ رِزْقِ Eat and drink from the provision of Allah. Meaning use the blessings that Allah has given you. It is not piety to abandon the blessings that Allah has given you. When Allah gives a blessing to His servant, He likes to see the effect of those blessings on that servant. So if Allah has given you money, nice clothes, access to a haircut place, then what is necessary? What is necessary? That we look after ourselves. You know, the Prophet ﷺ, he was very careful about his appearance. And we also see that if ever people showed up in front of him with their hair too long or you know unkempt or too messy, then the Prophet ﷺ would advise them to look after themselves. Like we find out that there was this man, uh, young man, and his hair was really long. All right, really long. And the Prophet ﷺ said, "What a nice man he is! If only his hair was not." So long. So when that man heard that the Prophet ﷺ had said this about him, immediately he cut off his hair. Immediately. Because to a certain length, okay, the Prophet ﷺ also had long hair, but not very long. Because when it's very long, especially if you can't look after it, and it's messy, it's going everywhere, that doesn't make sense. So use the blessings that Allah has given you. كُلُوا وَشْرَبُوا مِنْ رِزْقِ but there is one prohibition that do not cause corruption in the land. Use the blessings, but do not abuse them. Enjoy the blessings, but do not destroy the world. Now, just a small example of how sometimes we become of those people who are doing rithi in the land. You see, eat and drink. Summer is coming. And we all like to drink cool drinks in the summer. And I don't know why, but many times people prefer not to drink directly from a cup, but from what? From what? A straw. And mostly those straws are made of what? Plastic. And uh, millions and millions of plastic straws are used daily. Daily. And you know what? The average time that a plastic straw is used for is just 20 minutes. Just 20 minutes. So it's used only for 20 minutes and then it is thrown. But the thing with plastic straws is that they don't go away. They don't decompose. So what happens is that every plastic straw that has ever been made is still there somewhere on this planet. Somewhere. It hasn't decomposed. So now imagine, in your life, how many plastic straws have you used? How many have you disposed? 
You probably don't know the number, but I think it's fair to say many. So it would be fair to say that we have used and disposed many, many straws. Isn't it? Now these straws, once they're thrown, what happens? If you are one of those people who recycles you know, very carefully, and yes, you put the plastic straw in the recycling, and you put the recycling by the curb, and the recycling truck comes and takes it. Okay, where is it going? Where is it going? Somewhere on this planet, right? Just because the garbage truck came and took it, it doesn't mean that it's vanished from this world. No, it's somewhere. You know, they say that the oceans are turning into something like a soup. Like a soup, literally. Because a soup, you know, you have onions floating and you have different vegetables floating. So just like that, you have pieces of plastic floating in the oceans. And these pieces of plastic, what are they doing? What are they doing? Polluting the water. And then destroying wildlife. Harming animals. You know, it's amazing. Just yesterday, I was doing a little bit of research on plastic straws. And... uh I found a video of this poor turtle in whose nose there was something. And when people found him, they realized that this turtle was not doing too well. And they found something in his nose and they tried to pull it out. They thought it was a kind of a worm. They kept pulling it out. You know what it was? A plastic straw. And that turtle was bleeding in so much pain. Eat and drink. Use the blessings that Allah has given you. But la ta'athaw fil ardi mufsidin. Don't destroy this planet. Don't destroy this very land that you are using. Be responsible with the blessings that you're using. If Allah has given you all these blessings, enjoy them. No harm. But be responsible. Don't produce so much waste. And then whatever you are disposing of, be careful about that. Where is it going? Who is it harming? La ta'athaw fil ardi mufsidin.